0: Today is Wednesday, March 4, 2020. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY, or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. We have stuff. We have a lot of stuff to discuss today. The market was all over the place once again. However, it is trading technically sound. Inside the numbers, members did have a beat on the market. We'll get to that later. And the market is doing one of the things we discussed yesterday, which it does so often. We've seen this before. We've read this book before to pull a quote from last night's video. We had a down day yesterday. They suck in as many bears as they can. Instead of pulling the rug out and having the bears take the ride down, these are the ones traditionally that missed the first go-around. They want a second decline or failure right away. They want to take the sleigh ride down south. But that's not really the way the market works the majority of the time. The more likely scenario, which seems to be going on right now, in addition to or in accordance with our ABC pattern, let's redraw that one more time. We have... Have the A leg up off the bottom. The B leg would be the pullback yesterday to where our magic 297.91. I had to throw that in. And the C leg, on its way up, will officially complete once above the high of the A leg. Can it go higher? Yes, it can. Will it go higher? Most likely, it will. Nevertheless. They don't necessarily make it easy. Trick Trap Fool and Frustrate Crew will certainly be out in force, just as they were yesterday. And by the way, what was their objective yesterday? Their objective, as stated before, was to suck in as many bears as possible and then do what? Today, give them a nice big fat pie in the face. They do it over and over and over again. How high can the SPY go? We'll come back to that in a moment. Let's throw a short hop in the mix. I want to show you a note that just came through. 4.01 p.m. I'm making this video sometime after the market close. It's 11 minutes ago. Check this out. New with your service. Having one of my best days. Caught the ES rally or stayed in. Your numbers kept me in the trade and took some of the stress and strain out of my decision making. Looking forward to many more moons with you thank you now that's the objective the objective is not only all the teaching that goes on but the objective is to remove a lot of the guesswork remove the stress and add back in conviction in your trading that's what inside the numbers is doing I appreciate the note there's no names I don't want to make anybody uncomfortable so I'm blacking out or blurring out the name it's just the point of the whole thing I very much appreciate the fact that people appreciate what we're doing here. Speaking of, you got to see this. Early on, right before the market opens, actually long before the market opens, I'm already talking about the ABC pattern. We began discussing it yesterday, talking about it again today. We're zeroing in on what the market's actually doing and less what it just did in the last 5, 10, or 15 minutes. Go ahead and read, pause, restart, read whatever you need to, whatever you want to. I think it's valuable information. What you'll see a little bit later as the day goes on, we identify the market making a bullish pattern. The market will likely trade higher. The shorts will actually get squeezed out. We'll see some panic buying. All that was laid out in the schematic during the day. And guess what? It happened just like that and actually continued going higher. We had a target. The market even went higher than the target. It's a nice problem to have. Let's go back up and see what was going on as the market got underway. You'll notice at 946, they closed the gap. They were jerking the market around in the morning as they normally do during the morning rush. And again, here's a great example of why I look at many different charts, continuous contracts, Pit session only contracts on the futures, the SPY, a variety of different time frames. As you know, I'm always looking for exactly what the market is doing. Why? Because it's the same thing that we always say, just like with stocks on the move, which we'll get to in a moment. The market or a stock, whatever it is, is headed for a destination. If you can find the destination and it's right, you're going to see a reaction in the other direction the majority, the large majority of the time. Let's continue on. As the morning goes on, we're looking for our handle on the market. Sometimes we get it right out of the chute. Sometimes we get it and lose it. Sometimes it takes an hour. We usually get the handle. Let's continue on, scrolling up. We're zeroed in on a test of the morning highs, the early morning highs, the pre-market morning highs, and then also the opening range high. We have identified a low. We've identified a opening range low. So we have something of a guideline developing. That's the way the market works. That's the way the day works. Remember, it's building a puzzle. We keep putting the pieces on the table and once the picture becomes evident, we then have something to sink our teeth into. We build puzzles on the big picture of the market and we also build puzzles Intra day on a short term picture of the market. That's essentially what inside the numbers is. Moving right along. 11 11, they're doing everything we discussed. If you read the previous notes, then you know they did everything we discussed. Moving right along. In here, around midday, the market quiets down and it begins to trade in a range back and forth. What's it doing when it does that? It's making a pattern of sorts. Is it a bullish pattern? Is it a bearish pattern? We identify the pattern. And as you can see, if you read the notes, we identify the pattern. We identify a target short of the big fat round number was essentially the target or the big fat round number or above. It was cited. All three were cited in the notes. 3,100 being the big fat round number. Once they broke above the morning highs, it was cited earlier that we would see a short squeeze. The shorts would run for cover. That's when you see some panic buying. It sends the market on another leg higher toward the big fat round number. The big fat round number becomes magnetic because it's a big fat juicy round number. The closer you get, the more magnetic it becomes. The magnet pulls price in, pulls the market into that number We get to the number. They slingshot it above the number. Hence, you have the close of the day. What about stocks on the move? Check this out. We only had one hit today, but CDLX went on a nice little rocket ride. We'll take a look at that chart. And here's something else of note. When the market gaps higher in the morning as it was doing today, it removes a lot of the morning trading opportunity on stocks that are gapping down into support. Those are my favorites. Nevertheless, we had one hit, let's take a look at the chart. Uh oh, that looks pretty ugly, doesn't it? Stock closed all the way up at 86.39, getting a tremendous 30 some odd percent haircut at the open, identified a price of 5699. Not everything is as it seems. Let's go magnified to a one-minute chart so you can see exactly and precisely what happened when the market opened. When CDLX opened. So the opening print happens to be $61.01, about $4 over the suggested target entry. In the first minute, the stock makes a low of $56.10. And oh by the way, two minutes later, 9:33 AM at a high of 6198. How you doing? rocket ride the stock absolutely came right back in but when you take a four to five dollar rocket ride in a minute you're taking profit how much profit each trader takes is up to them but you're taking profit those that wouldn't take profit are not running their business as a business it's a gift we don't know what this stock is we don't care what it is we're not marrying the company we're looking to turn a profit as quickly as we can and move on. That's what this is about. Let's boil this down to a five-minute chart and discuss exactly what happened and where the commentary was coming from. Everything to the right of the vertical line is today's activity. Because the point swings are so wide, I mean, think about it for a second. The SPY was up 11 points today. I haven't even mentioned that. The Spider up 11 points. The S&P 500 up 116 or 17 points today. That's the ES I'm looking at as we speak. Those moves are ridiculous. They're redunculous. But nevertheless, we have what we have. So the market gaps up and it sells off. So the moves don't seem like much on this chart, but here's 307 and a quarter and down here is 303 and a half. That's a big move. That's over 30 S&P handles. So this is the customary shakeout of the longs. Also, You have your sellers of calls, those that bought calls yesterday or bought anything that was long yesterday are selling into the strength. Not everybody, it's just a figure of way to describe what's going on. So you have the pullback, the shakeout, then they run back up and they put in a mid-morning pivot. You'll notice that's discussed a lot inside the numbers. Not necessarily a mid-morning pivot high, but today it was a mid-morning pivot high, 11.30 it comes in. Now we have something to work with. Under normal garden variety market conditions, they're either going to run sideways and eat time off the clock, or they're going to pull back. Either way, we have a read on what's going on. And this is where you began to see the commentary in this neighborhood say, if they begin to get above the morning high you will see the shorts run for cover and another leg higher will ensue in this market. That's precisely what happened. Another way to look at it is switching over to a 15-minute chart. There's your gap up. There's your bull flag. There's your continuation move. It happens over and over and over again. Not every time. We use the 80-20 rule. Today, it happened to work out. Earlier in the video, I said we would get back to where are they going? How high can they get? Well, obviously they can fail at any point in time, but let's link it together. Let's discuss for a moment what's going on and market psychology and what happens in the media with the pundits, what we listen to as consumers, as watchers, as viewers, as interested market participants, and then what the majority of people do as a result. So everybody was maximum bearish just three days ago. We talked about the fact that we were looking for a short-term low, maximum bearish. The more bearish everybody got on the coronavirus, the closer we would be to a short-term or interim low. Okay, so all that happened. Then we had the Fed step in and we talked about the confidence. We talked about the fact that they can't really afford for the market, the market participants, the people not to believe that the Fed could save the market. They need people to believe that they can save the market. Then you have the pundits, the fund managers, the market strategists, the experts. They parade on TV and they begin to discuss the market was way oversold, a few hedge funds blew up, there were margin calls, it was too far too fast, it's a buying opportunity. On the way back up, they begin discussing we're expecting a pretty good significant recovery and rally in the second half of the year. They do this every single year when we get that first quarter sell-off that we get just about every single year. Not to the same magnitude, but go back and look at the charts. It happens over and over and over again. Then you can go back and look at the news and listen and watch to what the pundits said during and right after that sell-off. It's like a repeat performance. Every single time. The point is, the bullishness starts to ooze over a little bit. People think, all right, the coast is clear. Hell, even CNBC today, and I wasn't watching or listening, but I glanced over. It's on, I don't listen. I glanced over and I saw one of those streaming things at the bottom. They were linking the rally today together with the fact that Joe Biden had a great night last night in the Democratic primary campaign deal thing that's going on. Now, that's all fine, well, and good, and dandy, and all that stuff, but wasn't the market down on the coronavirus? How can it be down on coronavirus and up on Biden? Wouldn't it be up if we found a cure for the coronavirus? Did Biden cure the virus? I told you yesterday... When the market rallies, they begin, they being the pundits, they begin looking for reasons, looking for excuses for the rally. Everything works in reverse. Not in reverse to what it actually does, in reverse to what most people think. That's by definition a contrarian. Okay, so all that package of stuff being said, where's she going? And oh, by the way, look down at the volume today. 172 million shares under normal garden variety market conditions. That's pretty good volume. Based on what happened over the last week or so, look at the volume today versus the volume yesterday. We had two up days before yesterday, and the volume is decreasing when the market goes up. That is not institutional conviction buying just yet. Of note, puzzle piece on the table. Will you get to the freaking number already? I think they're going to get over 320 in the SPY. Not going to give you the exact number. Inside the numbers, members will have the number when we get there. But even just from a bird's eye view, it's too obvious up in that neighborhood. Now, we may not get there. Maybe it stalls out at the 100 period moving average. Completely possible. You have another pivot right up here. But here's the deal. You have these moving averages sloping in. You have an enormous breakdown candle right here. Now... They just first now poke their head into that breakup candle. So there's a lot of runway in there if they're going to climb their way up that breakup candle. And it's this one from the 25th, right there. So we'll see, tomorrow will be important, but I've got this thing, if they can get into that breakup candle, I've got this thing going north of 320 bucks. And guess what? If, in fact, they can get the market up that high, you will have plenty of traders ...investors, strategists, economists... ...whatever ist you can put at the end of a name... ...they'll have all these people believing... ...and then subsequently they will tell... ...all the general people, their clients... ...the people that watch and listen to them... ...they will have them believing... ...that all is well... ...the problem is over... ...we're going to get back to a normal market... ...they will grind higher... ...and make new highs by the end of the year... ...that will be their prevailing wisdom... At three hundred and twenty dollars in the SPY. What about Camp IWM? Now this is interesting because par for par, pound for pound, this thing is weaker than the SPY. The S and P five hundred or the SPY was up three point six five percent today. The IWM was up two point four two percent. That's lagging, even though it had a big up day, three and a half bucks. It's still lagging. Look where it is as compared to where it was at the highs. Look where it is as compared to where the SPY is on the chart, and you'll see it is lagging. It is my favorite market-leading indicator. It's of note. It's a puzzle piece. It's absolutely on the table, and you knew that was coming. Can they get it up to the 200-period moving average around 156? If the SPY is at 320, this is likely around 156 or even slightly higher. My second favorite market-leading indicator, the folks down at the Transportation Department. Big update today, basically on par with the SPY, but guess what? Look where it is on the chart. It's absolutely been clobbered, it's been fubar'd, and no time soon does this thing have any chance whatsoever of a repair job. This is my second favorite market-leading indicator, but A number one, Canary in the coal mine. Heed the canary. XLF, the financial district, same deal. We had a rally today up 2.75%, but not a bigger rally, not leading by any way bigger than the S&P. Again, really beaten up, a lot of damage done on the chart, can certainly rally, close that gap up at the 200 period moving average, call it 29 bucks, give or take. But the reality is a lot, lot, of work before the repair job really can be done. Here's a monthly chart. Look at the monthly candle from February. This is the monthly candle. It's a reversal candle. They may climb further up the reversal candle, but the odds of closing above that reversal candle, having a reversal of the reversal, are slim. It's the 80-20 rule flipped upside down. 80% of the time, that's just not going to happen. Now... We're going to have some Weisenheimer say, hey, what about that reversal candle? Then the market went higher. That wasn't a reversal candle. The market was trending lower and that was essentially an exhaustion or a finishing move and then the market reversed. There, that answers that question. What about good old Smash Mouth? What are the semis telling us? The semis are a pretty good proxy or indicator, leading indicator of the tech space. They were up 5% today. That's a tremendous move. That's momentum flowing in, coupled with shorts running for cover. If the leading indicator is leading in telling us anything, it's telling us that there's some higher prices coming. That's the takeaway. Where can this go? Can it fill that gap up here above the moving averages? We'll see, but it certainly can with some momentum. SPY 320 likely fill in that gap. Here's a short hop, and I couldn't resist this one. So this comes in in an email. It's a snapshot of an email. Look at the top left. This was the title or the subject line of the email. Indicator of the month. We joke about this stuff all the time from Joe's Indicator Shop. Well, here it is. Here's the perfect example. Let me ask you a question. If you're selling an Indicator of the month, how do we feel about last month's Indicator of the month? And the month before that, are they no longer the best indicator on the board? You know how I feel about that stuff. It's a freaking joke. Have I told you how much I appreciate you and that without you, these videos are absolutely not possible? It's all true. I appreciate you very, very much. That's basically everything I wanted to and intended to discuss today. So I will pull the ripcord here. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.